This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. We're talking about six absolute monsters in fantasy football 2023. We're addressing the six monsters in the room. These guys win you a league in 2023. These are our Mars men, meaning we've accumulated the moon men, some perspective moon men. We call them the satellite men. I'll show you that in a second. We accumulate all of these breakout monsters in fantasy football, and then we funnel them into a smaller group called the Mars Men, the Elite. We had five last year. I think I'm going to cap it at six this year, and we have it temporarily locked in. Could injury change the Mars Men? Absolutely. Could uh, free agency, trading, anything like that change the Mars Men? Absolutely. File on it, hit that thumb up button. But this is the top six players. This is my group of six players that I think is most likely to win leagues if you consume these guys as much as you can on on teams and go into 2023 similar to to Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker, Damian Pierce, and all the guys from 2022. This is it. This feels like the best group of six I could come up with in terms of value. Of course, everybody loves JJ. Everybody loves Christian McCaffrey. I'm not saying there aren't good players to acquire outside of these six guys. These aren't my one, two, three, four, five, six, but these guys are per value, per cost of entry, the best values in fantasy football 2023. File on in. The fantasy football show begins right now. From the fantasyfootballshow.com studios. It's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm about to present to you six Mars men. Guys that are, are going to take you to the promised land in 2023. And I'm real excited to announce this group. Now, it hasn't changed much. We've added to it, but... It seems finalized. That's kind of the point here. It feels like an absolute lock. A gem of six men. It was five. We opened up the mission to one more individual. And yes, we're pulling some of these guys from the Moon Men list. And yes, of course, the commander is is uh, Cigar Smoking Joe Burrow. So, without further ado, I give you the 2023 almost locked in Mars Men list. He's on a shuttle to Mars. Mars man. Bijan Robinson, Jameer Gibbs, Zach Those Charbonnet, three rookies. Spinning aimlessly in space. Three rookie running backs are on this list. Doesn't surprise anyone, does it, given how much we pumped up Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker. And there's still somehow, some way, all this doubt around rookie running backs. Every year, it's like you're twisting arms to get people to, to believe in these guys. Garrett Wilson, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. I think Garrett Wilson could be a top five wide receiver. I think Jamar Chase could be the one or the two or very easily. Everybody else kind of thinks so too because Jamar's going the one, two, or three overall pick right now in best ball drafts. I think he could fall into the three, four, two, three, four come August maybe depending on if other guys climb, if there's climbers. Um, 
things don't always stay the same walking into uh into uh you know the the August and June months there's always something that that changes and and while the cost of entry is high on um on Jamar Chase it's well worth it it's well worth it Joe Burrow cost of entry is amazing but Garrett Wilson could be a top 5 wide receiver Jamar Chase is, could could be the number 1 wide receiver Joe Burrow could be the number 1 quarterback Bijan Robinson and Jameer Gibbs both have top actually hold on Hold on. The tripod. He's on a shuttle to Mars. Mars man. All three of these rookie running backs, Bijan Gibbs and Charbonnet. Loads dropping and spinning aimlessly in space. All three of these running backs on this Marsman list have top 10 running back capability. And you might say, Smitty. Smitty. Smitty, you can't expect three rookie running backs to be in the top 10. Yeah, I can actually. I can't if I want to. It's my show. I'll do what I want. I expect it, and I do believe it's very capable, my young man. Big, big Bobby boy. Petrified Peter. Uh, scared uh, Scotty. I believe it's very capable because of what I preach all the time, the changing of the guard. Look at the running back. Look at the Uran Uranus list. And off he goes to the planet known as Uranus. This list is, and we're going to add to it, Nick Chubb, this list could have potentially a lot of the guys that are dropping out. Um, we'll put wide receivers on here as well. But it, as much as I, I avoid Kamara, sometimes Kamara can land in like the seventh round. And then he's a potential grab. Uh, Cook's hard to imagine wanting to own in 2023. Uh, Deshaun Watson's a quarterback, but he's on this list. Joe Mixon's falling off. The, the, the running back, top 10 running back crew is being replaced as we speak. From the 2022 rookie draft class, Brees Hall and uh, 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 Jav uh, Jav well, Javante Williams isn't a, a rookie. It wasn't a rookie, but Javante Williams. Um, there, there, there's there's a lot of reason to believe that he's gonna have a slow return because he tore everything in his knee. So Javante Williams is someone we're gonna pump the brakes on. Okay, we're gonna pump the brakes on Javante being one of the guys in the top ten for right now in the future dynasty. I think he could be there, but a lot depends on what. The, the Denver Broncos do to fill the void that is going to be left when Javante is not ready for week one. And I don't think he'll be ready. But aside from Javante, who could re-enter the mix, we love him. Our door will be open for him. Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker, these running backs, these two RBs are monsters. And this incoming rookie running back class has four moon men. The moon men. Dropping loads in outer space. So we got Hall and Walker from last year. The Moon Men list is all sophomore and rookie running backs. Space monsters. And all sophomore wide receivers. And then Kyle Pitts. That is the Moon Men list so far. Do you see a pattern? Rookie. Bijan Robinson. Rookie. Jameer Gibbs. Rookie. Zach Charbonnet. Rookie. Sean Tucker. Oh, and then Pollard. Pollard special. And then Walker and Hall. And then it's... It's sophomore wide receiver, sophomore wide receiver, sophomore wide receiver, sophomore wide receiver. I, I need to make these two guys in the in the same color. I think I need to keep them all color coordinated based on position. Walker was. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. 
The most recent edition, which is why I've got him circled. So, um, uh, DJ, uh, do absolutely not, bro. Smitty, would Hall and Javante be on the same page given the injuries? No. Like, uh, I've explained, and, and maybe you weren't here for it, so, like, I'm not I'm not trying to take that out on you, but no. It's like, it's like if you one person gets in a car crash and another person gets in a car crash, are they on the same timetable to be healthy and out of the hospital, bro? Like, they're completely different injuries. Javante Williams, he mangled his knee, bro. He tore his LCL, his MCL, his ACL, damaged his PCL, and uh, and, and just and who knows what meniscus damage. He mangled his knee, bro. He absolutely destroyed it. We Prayers up for him. We love him. But they have nothing to do. Their injuries have nothing to do with each other. If they were both clean ACL tears, we'd have something to talk about. Brees Hall had a clean ACL tear. Brees Hall is on his way to, to a, a speedy, way ahead of schedule recovery already been talked about that's why he's on the list bro that's why we're telling people to get breached right away get breached get breached javante williams is it gonna be ready for week one bro he's gonna start on pup completely different completely different situation so no i get that question every day so dj it's not a it's not a dumb question by any means but i literally get asked that question in in like an oblivious fashion like 10 15 times a day it's crazy it's like why are you so high smitty i don't understand why you're high on Brees hall but not javante williams when they both suffered knee injuries as if they're even remotely close to the same so it's a great question a lot of other people share that question so you helped a lot of people asking it um but no not even close not even close but back on point here this mars men list he's on a shuttle to mars Mars man. Garrett Wilson is a top five wide receiver. Loads dropping and spinning aimlessly in Jam- space. Jamar Chase, one to five. Easily top one to two in my mind. But but Bijan, top five running back redraft. Yeah, yeah, deal with it. Chew on chew on that. How do you like them apples? Bijan, top five redraft running back. Number one, number two, or number three overall dynasty player including all the players in the in the National Football League already in the league playing doing things. Oh, Smitty, how can you say that? How can you say a guy who hasn't taken a snap now, Smitty, in the NFL, he hasn't taken a single snap. You remember Clyde Edwards-Alaire? You remember the guy that has nothing to do with Bijan? I'm going to bring him up and say Clyde, Smitty. I'm going to say Clyde and you're going to run and crawl into a little ball and go, I never thought of that. Gee, I didn't think of that before. Maybe rookies are scary. Or maybe they're absolute monsters half the time, bro, if you identify the right ones. if I Did I miss on Clyde? The whole world missed on Clyde. I loved Clyde. I admit it. Big miss. Take a lap, Smitty. Take a I don't know what you want from me. I took a lap. I missed on Clyde. I'm going to miss, but I'm going to hit home runs too. And I'm telling you right now, Bijan Robinson in Dynasty is arguably the number one overall player. He hasn't even taken a snap yet. You don't know where he's getting drafted, but Smitty, what if he gets drafted? Okay, Smitty, I get this whole concept, but I'm only Petrified Peter here. Petrified Peter here. I'm only capable of jumping on this train, Smitty, 
if we know where he's landing. Okay, Petrified Peter, why don't you get little, your little lunchbox in your, in your juice box, go sit in the corner, wait until uh, April when the draft's over, and then come back and try and get in the Bijan game, bro. And see how good you do. See what you do. This is a predictive game. This is a predictive business. If you're watching my channel, you must trust some of my, you must trust some of my predictive capabilities, okay? And I'm telling you, in my gut, in my bones, this guy Bijan is the next Adrian Peterson, Ladanian Tomlinson. He's a Nick Chubb combination of all those guys. He's Bijan. There's no comparative to him. But if you're trying to draw a comparison, which always happens, people want to know who's he most like, who's he most like. It's like watching Nick Chubb and Tomlinson with a little bit of of uh, a whole bunch of other running backs in one, his power, his explosiveness. People expect him to run a slow 40 time. We had workout footage today. Go watch the Dynasty channel. Go watch the Dynasty channel. I'll drop the link in the live chat here in one second. Go watch the Dynasty channel, and I will I will give you the link to the Dynasty channel, and later on you can go watch, you can go watch this guy, this absolute monster, in, in B. John Robinson preparing for the NFL Combine, and he looks like an absolute machine. He looks powerful. He looks like a, a pro that's been doing it for five years. He looks like an, a, a legit top one to two, top one to three redraft running back, and he looks like an absolute gem of a dynasty 1.1, 1.2, 1.3 selection. There is the Dynasty channel. Make sure you are subscribed to the Dynasty channel. I pinned it, but I, I drop a Bijan video. It's all about Bijan. It's all about why he's potentially the 1.1 in fantasy football. And I tell you, and I show you footage of him working out for the combine that was like today or yesterday. And he looks like an absolute monster. And if anybody thinks he's not going to come out and run a strong 40 time, a strong enough 40 time, you're out of your mind. And anybody thinks so, Smitty, I'm just going to sit back and wait. I don't think I'm going to draft him until I know exactly or trade for the pick, the 1.1. Whatever the case may be, Smitty, I'll be on board once I know it's obvious because I'm obvious uh, Oscar. And basically, Smitty, I just don't know if he's going to go to a good team. What if a bad team drafts him? Can't happen, really, Bob, because he is an anomaly. He is a generational talent. He is a guy that could t uh, essentially go in the top 12 overall. He could go at, 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 at 7, 8, 9, 10. His most likely drafted territory will be in the 7, 8, 9, 10 territory. So we're looking at Bijan Robinson by default, de facto, being the lead back, no questions, no equivocations, no stuttering, no uncertainty, nothing, no cloudiness, nothing. Because teams back in the olden days used to draft RBs in the top 15. You'd see two, three running backs go by 20 overall. And what did that tell us back then? It was easy to know who was going to be a good player because you knew these desperate teams that needed a running back that wouldn't dare waste first-round draft capital, especially high draft capital on an RB. They're not going to draft one and not use one. Nowadays, in today's running back NFL draft climate, if a running back goes to the top of round two, it could go, he could go to a team that doesn't for sure need one, and then it's a cloudy situation. Now, all the running backs, aside from Bijan, have a little risk of this cloudy-type landing spot because they all hold normal, current climate NFL draft value like we are seeing the last couple years. And for people that say, Smitty, <laughs> Smitty, <laughs> laughing emoji, eye-rolling emoji, uh, L-M-F-A-O-O-T-Z on the ground laughing, Smitty. Um, I'm just going to tell you right now, oh, this is, so, this is so cute, Smitty. Running, somebody tell him, 
he has his own channel with almost 20,000 subscribers. And I'm assuming he doesn't know that Arby's go late in rookie draft. Oh, this cute. He's cute. Smitty's so cute on Valentine's Day after Valentine's Day, thinking he could get beat, that Bijan's going to get drafted in the top 10 of the 2023 NFL draft. Such a cute man. It's, a, it's, it's head scratching that people actually, maybe somebody said it in the comments and you guys can tell him to take a lap because I haven't read the comments yet. But it's hilarious to me that, that people act like I don't understand what time it is. I'm not a complete moron. Parts of me might be, but when it comes to this, I'm not. I'm, I'm sharp. I'm sharp in this category, in this context. We understand, Bob. Okay, we understand uh, long typing paragraph leaving. I'll tell you why you're wrong on your own channel. I don't have a channel, but I'm going to tell you, give you a big paragraph of why you're a moron, Smitty. Running backs don't go early. This is an anomaly. This is a running back that scouts are deeming top 10 worthy, and then every other running back's going to fall to the normal variety, normal territory of running back climate draft value for 2023. This guy's special. This guy's different. He's going in the early picks, meaning he's going to be utilized. He's going to a team that's desperate, and they're going to not spend draft capital of 7, 8, 9, 10, 12, or even 21 to the Chargers when they're not going to use them. Okay, now the Chargers one's going to scare some people, but the Thunder and Lightning's worked before, not to mention Eckler's 28 years old, which is the new 30. It, he'd be lucky to do what it'd be against all odds. Derrick Henry did do it at 28 years old last year. The odds were still against it. It was not a mistake in my mind to avoid him if you were trying to be risk averse. If you're trying to roll the dice, it was a good call. Uh, it obviously worked out. Derrick Henry played well for his 28-year season. I don't think it's going to happen again in 29. At 29, I know a lot of people might think that. They're going to roll the dice again. But but it's unusual beyond unusual. And to assume a small statured RB like Eckler, who is built to be more of a receiver than a running back, he came into the NFL catching more. He was the inverse of Debo. He was a running back that played more wide receiver instead of a wide receiver playing more running back. I wouldn't even call him Kamara. I would say he was a three or 400 yard rusher with the thousand yard, 1200 yard wide receiver capability. That's what he was. He's small stature. They converted him once Melvin Gordon left to a, a workhorse between the tackles RB. He's been banged up a lot throughout his career. You can believe in him if you want. I don't care. I'm not mad at you. You're not going to take a lap. If someone says I'm taking X one more year, Smitty. I'm all for it. What's ridiculous is when people say, when I say I'm okay with that, they're not okay with my stance of I'm avoiding Eckler in 2023. I'm just going to do it. Even, even at the cost of maybe being wrong, let's call it a 20% chance in my mind, my arbitrary number, that Eckler is going to falter at some point. Not early on. If he fell to 12 overall, I'd take him at the bookend picks. Again, I'm not a complete moron, so I would take him play him, trade him by week four or five. Don't make the mistake of thinking that I wouldn't draft Eckler or that I don't think Eckler is going to do good in week number one. Don't make that mistake because you'd be absolutely wrong. Could Eckler explode in the first four weeks? Absolutely. Will there be some telephone tough guy, tough guy keyboard warrior saying, Smitty, week one, Eckler, 100 yards and two touchdowns. Do you feel stupid? Absolutely not. I don't feel stupid at all, Bob, to be honest with you. I'll tell you that right, right in advance. 
I believe he'll do well in week one. I would draft him for week one. I would draft him for the first four weeks, four, first five weeks, but I would trade him by midseason at the very latest to ensure you don't get hit with that final end-of-season injury drop-off that happens to workhorse running backs, especially smaller-statured workhorse running backs. Circle full circle back to why I'm even talking about that because the Chargers could potentially land Bijan. ESPN had some mock drafts with Bijan going to 21. I don't see him falling there unless he gets through this, this territory of 7, 8, 9, 10 that I call Bijan Rowe. This is Bijan Rowe, 7, 8, 9, 10. Very likely he's going to one of these four teams right here, all in a row. Raiders, they may franchise tag Josh Jacobs, depending on if they retain um, uh, or if they are able to, to trade for Aaron Rodgers. If they aren't totally loading up, I don't think they go after and spend that money. You never know, but it's more of a situation of $10 million franchise tag, not expensive for an RB, to be honest. You can franchise tag them pretty easily. They have $50 million plus in availability after releasing Derek Carr. Uh, Aaron Rodgers will cost $60 million in 2023 if they acquire him. But they'll be able to move the money around, fudge it around, move it around, and afford Josh Jacobs and Aaron Rodgers for 2023 if they go that route, if they're aggressive enough to get that done. However, if they do that and they have Josh Jacobs, they're going to have to probably surrender the seven overall pick to get Aaron Rodgers. As expensive as that is, it's a it's a demanding market, supply and demand. So that's why they would franchise tag Josh Jacobs is because they'll lose this pick and the inability to draft B. John Robinson. If they lose out on the Aaron Rodgers game, you can bet your bottom dollar they're going to at least consider B. John at number seven. You can bet your bottom dollar that the Falcons, as much as we love Tyler Algier, you can bet your bottom dollar that the Falcons will strongly consider Bijan Robinson to add to Kyle Pitts and Drake London. And who knows if they trade for Lamar Jackson. I don't know if they could afford all this, but you know what? Again, it's all movable money. There's accountants sitting in rooms thinking stuff up. There's accountants sitting in rooms moving money around, uh, moving things to bonuses. It's easy to do. Aaron Rodgers signed his monster contract extension. Uh, when he he just signed it with the Packers uh, not too long ago, and they were under the they were over the cap when they signed that deal. It's 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 a fictitious number to some degree. There's eventually a limit of moving things around, but you can really figure out just about anything. Panthers easily easily could draft Bijan Robinson and build their team around this monster that will lure in a potential quarterback the next year or the next year. And that's a good situation. We saw, I mean, it's not the best, but it's a good situation. We saw for, uh, Deonta Foreman play very well. Ch- uh, Chuba Hubbard play very well. This is not a bad location. This is not one of those things where you're like, oh God, he land-. This, these are all very good locations. Hence my point that he's situation proof at this point because 7, 8, 9, 10 are all fantastic spots. And then we get to number 10. Number 10 is an absolute gem. Number 10 is the reigning Super Bowl runner-up team. Where's my graphic? I'm on the wrong page. Where am I? Let's see. Things aren't working here. Boom. There it is. Sorry. I had to reset it. Number 10, the Philadelphia Eagles. This running-up monster of a squad that people are ripping on left and right they stink they didn't deserve to be there their defense sold let me remind all of the eagle haters out there watching right now that are saying things about the eagles it was 35 
to 35. A field goal won it. There was a, a controversial penalty. Regardless of why that penalty happened or should it have happened, I'm over all that. This team is an absolute monster, and they're the highest likely, they're the most likely team to return to a Super Bowl appearance uh, to face off against the Chiefs, or Burrow will try to knock off the Chiefs. Uh, Josh Allen will try. There are other teams that are in the mix. I, I get that. I know you probably say, hey, Smitty, what about my team? But we're talking about a Chiefs and Eagles. They're both the front runners to be back in a Super Bowl appearance. Why Why? Why are you going to cry about the Eagles failing in their defense? They, they gave up so many points, and nobody talks about how the KCD gave up 35 points. No one talks about that. All they talk about is Mahomes, Mahomes, Mahomes. Jalen Hurts arguably outscored Mahomes or outperformed Mahomes in that Super Bowl uh, outing. He, he, he arguably outplayed Mahomes. Mahomes was fantastic, but you could argue. You could argue you could argue either side. But my point being, why is everybody ripping on the Eagles when it was 35-35? The expectation was high for the Eagle defense, right? Because they played well all year. So one game defines it. And not to mention, I don't even think the Eagles defense failed. I think the Eagles defense played against the best offense and best quarterback in the National Football League from a talent perspective, not necessarily fantasy. Fantasy is a big different mix, but Mahomes is the guy. Mahomes is the guy. Mahomes is the, the elite of the elite, the next Tom Brady capable guy. Joe Burrow's on his way as well, but this is Mahomes. I'm not ashamed of the, the Eagle defense for giving up 35 points to Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs, just as they shouldn't be ashamed of giving up 35 points to the Philadelphia Eagles. So enough of this. The Eagles are in such prime position to return to an NFL Super Bowl appearance when they have the number 10 overall pick and the number 30 overall pick. They have two first-round picks. One's inside the top 10. Imagine if they get Bijan in Philadelphia in this 2023 NFL draft. Imagine. Imagine what is going to happen to the moon is what's going to happen. And for all the haters out there that want to try and figure out a way to tear down this Philly defense, tear down this Philly offense, tear down Jalen Hurts, you're going to be in for a rude awakening when you start running your cry eagle, cry chant out there when this team's about to draft maybe Bijan Robinson. If, if they skip on Bijan at 10, and let's say Bijan goes up here or they decide to go a different direction, defense, whatever, guess what? Number 30 overall, Charbonnet. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, Sean Tucker, they're going to be waiting for him. And if, if Jameer Gibbs lands in Philly, it's, 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 it's going to be just as painful for opposing defenses than Bijan. Why? Because of fit. I like Bijan more, but Jameer Gibbs is also a Mars man. He's on a shuttle to Mars. Mars man. There's a reason we have Jameer Gibbs... Oh, we don't have Jimmy Gibbs yet. Oh, I gave Both it away. Dropping and spinning aimlessly in space. <laughs> I gave it away. I'm at, I'm probably adding one more. Uh, we have one, two, three, four, five, six. We may add the seventh. I got five seats over here. I got to change that to six. Jameer Gibbs will probably be added as well at some point. Um, I, I, I just spoiled that, but that's okay. The people that are here deserve a little, little inside nugget. But Jameer Gibbs, Charbonnet, and uh, and uh, um, Brees Hall. Let's just add him now. Let's add it. Let's add him now. Jameer Gibbs. You're adding. You're going to be the final Mars man. Um, Jameer Gibbs. Let me get a, a graphic up here. And we will add him on the on the on the list currently and lock this in. You know, a barring injury or something like that. Jameer Gibbs is the man, the myth, 
the legend, a guy that I think in the right situation could be the number one running back in the entire 2023 NFL draft class. Uh, let me go ahead and pull up this graphic real quickly and get Jameer Gibbs on screen. Um, let's see. I can I can pull it from the Mars, the uh, the Moon Man. The Moon Man, dropping loads in outer space. He's on a shuttle to Mars. Mars Man. Loads dropping and spinning aimlessly in space. Okay, let's put him right here. Let's move Charbonnet over a touch. Charbonnet, you got to move over, buddy. You got to move over, buddy. Um, I'll fix it. I'll fix it later. I have uh, I have Gibbs on the left side anyway, but I didn't add him on it yet. But anyway, these are the the six Mars men. Um, let me see. I think I got the the graphic locked. Okay. So here's the shuttle. We'll move the shuttle down. Um, here is Charbonnet. We'll move Charbonnet over. Oh, Charbonnet, you're getting in the way, bro. Okay, let's see. Charbonnet. I'll fix it later. You you can see it right now. So there, there it is. Um, but those those are the those are the Mars men. If Gibbs lands in Philly, it, it's the fit's so perfect he could be as good as Bijan, is my point. Gibbs looks like he's already a steal um to seal that deal on the new home as the best small town realtor you know, says Ada. Uh, Smitty knows what Joe Burrow ha 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 is. Absolutely appreciate you. Joe Burrow ha ha ha. Appreciate you guys dropping the Joe Burrow ha ha ha's. Um, and that's that's that. Let's look at the Marsman one more time. He's on a shuttle to Mars. Marsman. Loads dropping and spinning aimlessly in space. All right. So um, appreciate you all. I'll have to fix this graphic later. It's giving me some some trouble, um, but we'll fix it later. Uh, Jameer Gibbs. So we have a total of seven. I was saying six earlier, but we added seven. The Mars men He's on includes a to Mars, Mars men. Bijan, Burrow, Chase, Wilson, Hall, Gibbs, Charbonnet. Seven moon, moon men dropping and spinning aimlessly in space. That seven moon men. It probably. Let me edit this graphic to seven. Let's make that a different color so people see it. There are seven moon men, and that's probably going to are Mars men, and they're probably going to stay the same. The Mars men are this list right here. The moon men dropping loads in outer space. And do I have a surprise for you? I've been, I've been promising it for, for months. I give you the satellite men, the guys in waiting to potentially become Mars men or moon men. If we want to say, okay, we really like Drake London right now. He's almost a Mars. He's almost a Moon Man. Let's be honest, but we're worried about the situation. Uh, could he? Could we bump him up before there's some kind of like Lamar Jackson trade? We might. We might. But I give you the satellite men. Satellite men. Space cadets in training. Get it. Get it. Get it. London. London is going to lead the list so far. Uh, we got that Miami quarterback sitting there. I, I moved him over here for the time being. But this is the satellite men. They're ready to rumble. They're ready to rock and roll. Trying to get onto that Mars men or moon men shuttle. And Drake London is the first alternate, so to speak. The reservist. The guy waiting to, to get a seat at the big boy table to be a Mars man or a moon man. 
So there you have it. I'm glad everybody walked in. Uh, I have six monsters on screen, but it actually is seven. Um, so my seven, my seven breakout running backs. We'll show it a little later in, in the show. Dial in if you want to uh, talk about any of these seven men. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. I will answer your calls, talk with you about these seven magnificent individuals. And I got to put a seven over this graphic here because that's driving me nuts. We'll put a seven over this graphic right here. It's seven. It's seven moon men now. Smitty spilled the beans because I was going to release one at a time. And, and I added uh, I added them all on the graphic. So <laughs> all seven of the monsters are, are revealed. They've revealed themselves. Uh, if London isn't a moon man because of his situation, then why is Pitts? Um, that, I mean, look, bro. <laughs> it, it, we're rolling them out slowly, for one. So it's not like London can't make it without a quarterback change. Uh, but it, it's one of those things where, um, you know, you have to you have to pick your your battles. Like, what player do you think is going to benefit most from a, a lesser situation? And if the situation gets upgraded to Lamar, then they're both automatically on it. You know what I mean? But I'm I'm also trying to be predictive here. So you might see London drop on the Moon Man list anyway. Um, he's he's bro. He's a satellite man. He's the most likely candidate to be next on the Moon Man list. He's the he's the he's the number one ranked player to be the next Moon Man. Satellite men, space cadets in training. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, how much closer can he be? He's the next guy. Like when I say my, my next Moon Man, it's probably gonna be London. If you look at that list, unless somebody pops into my head, I go to the mountains. I'm told something, and I come back, and I make a change immediately. But right now, it is London. London's the most likely to become the next Moon Man. The Moon Man. Dropping loads in outer space. And he'd be sitting right here next to his buddy, Kyle Pitts. And... Space Monsters. A lot of people are saying there's a lot of Moon Men. We have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. 12 Moon Men. Last year, we had 14. We're a little bit ahead of the game because it's February 15, but that doesn't mean we're going to continue to add and add and add. We might swap out a player. We might demote somebody. Um, Ron, put your earmuffs on. Like, could Pickens drop off? Oh, God, Ron's going to get upset. Could Pickens drop off and go to the reserve list? I'm just giving an example. It's possible, just like the Miami Dolphin quarterback did. Um, that situation was fun to talk about, but I don't necessarily think that we know what's going on yet, so I kind of pulled him off and put him on the, the satellite men. Satellite men, space cadets in training. But could could I put you know Pickens on here and swap him out with London, or just leave Pickens there? I'm not saying Pickens is going anywhere. I'm just merely saying that that we can we can massage this around a little bit. Satellite men is our bullpen, okay? So dial on an avatar with a super chat. Avatar, appreciate you. Uh, uh, Nerd alert says Smitty, I had a perfect season. Thanks for your your show. Appreciate you, Nerd alert. Appreciate you. Uh, Avatar dropping a, a $5 hauler. Avatar, moon. you are the man, the myth, the legend. Avatar says, DJ Moore been a satellite man since the space program started. I don't know about that. I don't think DJ Moore is making my satellite man list, bro. I'm so, But I, I, I like him a lot. He's so full of promise, but he's in a garbage situation. If Let's say the, the uh, Panthers brought in a big gunslinging quarterback, which isn't going to happen, but if they did, then of course I would I would change my mind a little bit. Isaac, are you still here, bro? I'm sorry I, I, I take it so long to get to your super chat. Isaac said, why does your gut tell you that Bijan will have a better rookie year than Brees Hall? 
had an ACL tear never happened. I don't doubt you just asking. Um, had ACL tear never happened. I've never said those words though. You know what I mean? Like if Brees Hall didn't tear his ACL, he did. Like I, I, I don't, I don't know if you thought I said that I didn't. Um, where I, 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 I believe that if Brees Hall didn't tear his ACL, he'd be the number one running back in fantasy football. I think he would have finished his one or two. I think he would be walking into 2023 as the number one overall player, even over the receivers, because I love Brees Hall that much. Um, but Brees Hall did tear his ACL, so I can't I can't pretend and play like a, a you know alternative universe Moonman list. Um, but had he not tore his ACL, if you're asking that question, I think he would be number one. I think Bijan and him could be tied, but I think they would be. I think Brees Hall and Bijan would be top two running backs, locked and loaded. Very torn if I had to pick between the two. But guess what? The the injuries making Brees Hall a second round pick. We've been doing draft after draft on underdog fantasy. Promo code Smitty, they'll match up to $100 in your first deposit. We've been doing draft after draft on Underdog Fantasy, uh, where we've seen both Walker and Hall going at like 15, 16, 17, 18. On the regular, both of these guys, both of these guys, Brees Hall and Walker, are mid-second rounders, not top of, of the second round. They're averaging on Underdog ADP, where people are actually paying money to draft. I wouldn't trust early ADP outside of a, a paying entity, because you you have people that jump in and they draft rookies only and do some weird mock draft that screws the data up. They go in and draft for two rounds and leave. Then you got troll drafters. You got a, a bunch of people that set a draft and then they leave it because they didn't get in and then they let it auto draft and they start a new one. There's so many varieties of messed up drafts involved in a in a in a ADP that doesn't have a lot of volume and data behind it. We're talking about February, the data is not good. And not to mention, I don't think it's even updated. I don't think anybody's ADP is even accurately updated at all. If they do pretend to have it, it, the only ADP that's accurate is on a paying site like Underdog Fantasy, promo code SMITTY. Get up to $100 bonus match on your first deposit. Uh, that link that's pinned right now is the Dynasty channel. Click on it real quick and subscribe. Uh, this new link right here is going to be the Underdog Fantasy link. And this is where you can get uh, up to $100 bonus match by clicking that link, which will enter promo code SMITTY, and you can draft with us at night. We draft pretty much every other midnight uh, Eastern, and we go on underdog and we, we do drafts, right? So in those drafts, paying drafts, Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker are going 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. And oftentimes 15 or 16 or 17 or 18, not like 14. Like 14 is a little early in the second round. We're talking about mid-second round or later. On average, I'm seeing Walker and Brees Hall fall. Absolute monsters. So Isaac, it's no surprise that that, that I'm going to value Bijan higher right now because of the ACL tear. But I absolutely love both these guys, bro. I want both of them. I want Walker too. I want all three of them. It's a good question. Um, but I, I, in no way, shape, or form am I saying in a, an alternative universe that I would have Bijan over Brees or Brees over Bijan. I never even addressed it, you know, that, that type of scenario. They'd probably be dead even for me. Christian says, what about uh, JSN? JSN, um, Jackson Smith is a, a fantastic wide receiver, but you might be shocked when I do my wide receiver rankings. I'm not necessarily giving, spilling the beans yet. I'm not saying that J- Jackson Smith uh, and Jigba is going to be ranked below another player yet, or he will be. I'm not going to reveal that yet, but I do like JSN a lot. 
I think Jackson Smith and Jigba is a very good wide receiver, um, but there are other wide receivers that I absolutely love in this draft class. I, lo- I love this draft class. This draft class is amazing. I don't think the wide receivers overall are going to be as good as the wide receiver class we just saw or the year prior, but I think they're going to produce at least two uh, gems. At least two gems. The running back crew is the the crew that's going to deliver more. We're gonna have like three or four, or maybe four or five, uh, you know, top twelve, top fifteen running backs, two or three top ten running backs for the future because of the changing of the guard. And three of those guys, maybe all four of the guys that'll be top fifteen running backs are on the Moon Men list. The Moon Men dropping loads in outer space. Bijan Robinson being one of them. Jameer Gibbs being the second. Space Zach Charbonnet being the third. And and honestly, in the right situation with the right coaching belief in this kid and the right volume and the right pass catching uh uh environment that they trust him and they throw to him, he could he could vault into the number two or even number one rookie running back. This ro- this rookie running back class, Gibbs in the right spot in, in Philly is phenomenal. He's a 900 900 Alvin Kamara. Bijan could be the next Ladanian Tomlinson meets Nick Chubb. Charbonnet is unlike any running back you've ever seen. And if you don't know, if you don't believe me, go YouTube Zach Charbonnet. And here's the spelling, because he has. If you don't know him, you're not going to know how to spell it. Zach Charbonnet is impossible to tackle. He is watching him play. It's harder to tackle Zach Charbonnet than Derrick Henry. And if you don't believe me, go watch the footage. And this guy, is, uh, Sean Tucker, is an absolute uh, gem of a, a deep, like sleeper running back. Probably nowhere in near most people's top four running back rankings. He's probably more like six, seven. Um, but this guy has a capability of being the second best running back if he lands in the right spot. The rookie running backs are phenomenal. The rookie wide receivers, at least two of them are going to be phenomenal. The two quarterbacks, Stroud and, and Bryce Young, there are other quarterbacks. They're all they're all they're all good. There's potential. I think if Bryce Young measures in at six foot even at least, I think Bryce Young's gonna be the top quarterback in this draft class. And I'm gonna do a quarterback ranking video as well. But the quarterbacks are are solid. There's two solid ones, I think at least, maybe three. Um that video and contents to come, but Bryce Young's the guy I like the most. The guy's electric. The guy's uh, he plays a little bit. I don't even want, I don't even want to say this because people are going to say, "Oh, you call him Pat Mahomes? You call him Pat Mahomes?" I'm not calling him Pat Mahomes. I'm not saying he's the next Pat Mahomes. I'm not saying anything of the sort. So don't don't make yourself look like a fool by trying to compare what I just say right now to me saying that he's the next Patrick Mahomes. I'm not saying that. But he has a little Mahomes to his game, his style of play, his craftiness, his weird throws, his ability to get out of trouble and scramble and do some weird things. He's got a little bit of that to his game. So he's a very intriguing prospect that has potential top 10 quarterback upside from an NFL perspective and a fantasy perspective. He's no lock. He's got to land in the right spot. He's got to measure in at a good amount. He can't be like five, nine and a half, five, ten. Um, Stroud's good too. They're both very, very capable. It'll come down to height for me. It'll come down to whether this guy's going to have struggles that Kyler Murray has if he's too, too short. Um, there's, there's photos of him and Kyler standing next to get together when Kyler's in big, platform shoes and he's in flip-flops and they're like the same height are a little different so everyone's saying that they're the same height we'll see we'll see if he comes in at six foot zero i'm good to go i'm good to go if he comes in at five ten and a half i might have some concerns and other teams will have some concerns which will fuel my concerns because maybe he doesn't get drafted where we want him to get drafted because people are doubting him and it's a trickle effect a cascade effect uh richardson there's a lot of quarterback talk we're going to get to 
Obviously, they're all good good prospects. It's a very good class. But ultimately, Bryce Young is my guy if he measures in at six foot. And I think he's going to land in a good spot. I think he's going to be very, very good. Um, but I love the running backs. Love the wide receivers. There's a couple good tight ends. This rookie class is pretty, pretty phenomenal. I like it. It's going to feed the fantasy football top 25 pretty well. We're going to have a big healthy dose of maybe maybe 30% of the top 25 will come from this draft class. Just like over 30% of the entire top 25 is fed from last draft class. That's why the Moon Men list is full of sophomore and rookie running backs and pretty much all sophomore wide receivers because it's a changing of the guard and it's happening now. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Um, let's hit some of these questions in the in the chat. Um, Stroud should be one. He's very, very good. Ada says, I think the Colts Panthers may be. Charbonnet reminds me of Larry Johnson. Larry Johnson is a pretty pretty strange, strangely good comparison in some ways and, and hard to uh, because of the size difference. But like, and he plays different. He plays a little bit like Charbonnet plays a little bit like Nick Chubb. So does Bijan. So Chubb's like a, a very good comparable player to those, those styles of running. Um, Charbonnet is just, he's hard to describe because... Charbonnet can't be tackled by one guy. It, the only thing you're doing, if you're trying to tackle Charbonnet as the first defender, you're trying to slow him down so that somebody else can come and try and wrap him up too. And you get two or three guys wrapping him up, and then you just kind of pull him down as best you can, as far as as, as far along as you can. Dude, Charbonnet can, can't be tackled. His center of gravity, his power, his his ability to get low, uh, he's just impossible to tackle. He's impossible to tackle. In, in, the, in the right environment, this guy's going to be an absolute 1,200, 1,400, 1,500-yard 1500 rusher at the NFL level. He's going to be a lock for 10-plus touchdowns, but he has to go to a right, a right location. And like I said, Bijan's the only running back kind of protected to not fall into a committee. I mean, anything could happen, but uh, coaches make mistakes. All it takes is just one. But it seems like Bijan's going to be very situation-proof given the fact that his capital is going to be so high, no teams are going to mess around with drafting an RB. They're not going to use full-time all the time. Um, this isn't like you take Javante in round two. At thir- I think Javante was like 36 overall, something like that. 35, 36 overall. And there you're like, we could get an RB. It's good value. We'll see how it goes. If you draft Bijan at 8 or 9 overall, you're not questioning anything. You're, you're putting him in there. You're drafting him because you have nobody to run. Or you're, you're replacing Algier, which is going to be a shame. But that could be that could be the case. Uh, don't sleep sleep on Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers is a very good wide receiver. Um, what's up, Marty? Appreciate you being here. Um, uh, let's see here. What's up, Smitty? What's up, Ben? Appreciate you being here. We're gonna we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be here for a little bit longer, and plus, um, we're doing the Dynasty Channel now. One, one video a day is my goal. I might slip up once or twice and not be able to get one in, but I'm doing one video a day. I did an entire video on Bijan Robinson and why he's potentially the 1.1 in Dynasty Fantasy Football, even though he hasn't taken a snap, even though you don't know what team he's drafting to. I go over all those things, so you don't have to ask in here. Go check that video out after this show's over and watch my Bijan Robinson rookie running back on the Dynasty Channel uh, breakdown video. And, and that link, again, is in the description of this video. It's also found at youtube.com slash dynastyfantasyfootball. Um, I pinned the live chat to the underdog fantasy promo code over on the right, but let me put the Dynasty channel back up and pin it. So anybody has not subscribed to my Dynasty YouTube channel, you are missing out. We go, we're going to go live, or I'm going to post one video per day is my goal going forward on the Dynasty channel. So get on over there. Don't delay. Subscribe. 
We've got well over a thousand subscribers already. It's a it's pretty much a brand new channel. We haven't gone live on it that much, um, but I'm starting to crank it into high gear right now, right this week, right today. We started with uh, Bijan. I have the 1.1 and 1.2. Thinking about snacking Bijan and Gibbs, that would be the best choice of this mo- at, at this moment. If it's if it's if it's up to me, of course I like the wide receivers. I like uh, I like Jackson um, Smith. And Jigba, I like uh, Addison. I like Flowers. There are a lot of good RBs in this er, wide receivers in this draft class, but I don't think any of them compare to Gibbs and Bijan in terms of value and potential give back um, at the cost of entry. However, Charbonnet in the right spot and Gibbs in a cloudy spot could turn Charbonnet into one into the one point oh two. I love Charbonnet. I'm, I'm torn on Charbonnet versus Gibbs. I'm not torn on Bijan over the other two. But if landing spot dictates that the Gibbs is the best location in Philly, and let's say we've got uh, Charbonnet and Bijan in somewhat questionable spots, and and we're like, oh great, uh, I could easily draft Charbonnet at at the one point one if he was in Philly or something like that. I love Charbonnet. I love Charbonnet. Um. Yeah, it's called the Smitty Report right now. I'm going to be changing the name to that, um, so just stand by on that. I, I changed the name to Smitty Report, and uh, we'll probably do something along the lines of the Smitty Report um, here soon, but I, I wanted to make sure I uh, I didn't... I, I, did, I wanted... This Dynasty channel is going to explode. We're not we're not backing off from the Dynasty channel. I was going to I was gonna tweak some things and how I, I ruled content out on that channel, but I'm not. It's, it's Dynasty. It's full-go Dynasty. We talk Dynasty like crazy on this main channel, but we're going to focus only and solely on Dynasty and kind of support some of the stuff we're talking about here. So what I mean by that is I want some rhyme and reason to some of the content that's on the Dynasty channel in relation to this channel. So if we talk about a topic, like let's say somebody starts talking about Gibbs, like we are right now and I start getting ramped up about Gibbs I'm probably going live on Gibbs and the Dynasty channel to further hammer home a lot of the contents and points we're making about Gibbs on this main channel on the Dynasty channel so a lot of the content's going to go hand in hand and be like an extra additive of information so get ready for that you're going to absolutely love the Dynasty channel even if you like redraft only mainly the Dynasty channel is going to help shape your mind about how I like a player example if I tell you how much I like Gibbs from a dynasty perspective and you're watching the dynasty channel you don't do a lot of dynasty but you want to watch anyway to get my feel on long-term values and players I'll, I'll reference redraft a lot too like in comparison like i like i like Bijan number one overall but in redraft i still like him top five overall if push comes to shove you'll hear me talk like that on the dynasty channel so if you're skipping the dynasty content because you don't play dynasty you're missing out on some insights that are, that are going to drive your redraft decision making uh example would be if I love Gibbs a lot in Dynasty, then you'll feel even more comfortable about him in redraft without thinking, well, what if he busts? Does Smitty think Gibbs could bust? If I love him in Dynasty, it's going to feed your your ability to understand where to draft him in redraft. So they go hand in hand. They go hand in hand. They're absolutely magnificent, the two uh, together. Uh, they're like Valentine's on the day after Valentine's. Just Valentine buddies, uh, the Dynasty channel and the main channel. Is the Dynasty going to be on YouTube uh, Thomas, it's in the live chat, Thomas. I pinned it several times. I need you over there, Thomas. Don't make me push the lap button. Subscribe to it. I have it pinned in the live chat right now. Go subscribe to it and come back. You don't want to miss out on the Dynasty content, Thomas. Um, Mason, appreciate you being here. Uh, Jerome says I have the 1.1 and 1.2. Oh, that, that one I already read. Nice, nice job, bro. Getting those two draft picks. You got yourself an amazing little uh, opportunity to draft these two RBs, my guy. 
Uh, great job. Um, let's uh, let's do uh, let's do a little name game. Little name game. Hit me with two players that you would like to discuss, and I will tell you which side I would choose. And we'll talk about it from a redraft and a dynasty perspective because that's how we roll. So toss out two names. Don't make them silly like Brees Hall and Chubb. You know I'm going to take Brees Hall. I'm just going to skip over those questions. I don't, we don't need to talk about stuff everybody knows my side and my stance. Let's make it as is maybe controversial, as hard to maybe figure as possible. Stump me. Try and give me a tough one. Try and ask me a question. And, and I, don't, I don't think like Mahomes and John and Burrow and Hurts and Burrow. I mean, those are okay. If you want to ask that, I'll, I'll answer that. Um, but let, let's do something a little t- tougher than that on average. Uh, so Eckler and uh, Henry, that's a, those are that's a real good one. So let me let me put these on screen. So Eckler and Henry. Um, both are concerns for me. Both are avoids for me. Henry's 29, Eckler's 28. And for that reason alone, it gives me uh, some kind of uh, assurance that, that Eckler is a better shot. Not that they both will stay healthy, but a better shot at staying healthy. I also feel like Eckler's value is really high, whereas Henry, it's high and it's not. It depends on where you're drafting. There are people that in redraft will let Henry fall to like 18 overall. Like they're worried about the drop off. You know, they thought, okay, he's going to go one more year. He did. Um, but they're worried about the drop-off. Then there are other people that still draft them in the top five. So it kind of depends on the trade value. Ultimately, I feel like the trade value is still very high for Eckler, even if you drafted him. You could ride the wave for a little while. I don't think he falls off in like week one, week two, week three. Again, the, the keyboard tough guy and the, the hater is going to come back in week one or week two when Eckler has 100 yards and two touchdowns, which I predict him to have, Bob. When Bob comes in and says, Smitty, Eckler had 100 yards and two touchdowns in week one. Do you feel stupid? I'm going to say, no, that's exactly what I said is going to happen. He's going to go, no, it's not, Smitty. You said Eckler was going to bust in 2023, Smitty. You can't do that. You can't now say you like Eckler. Like, people don't listen. People don't listen. I think he has a real strong shot at starting off hot and then falling off because the workload's going to get to him. Great trade value. I feel like you're you're not sure who's going to trade for him, especially if, like if he has a bad week one or week two. He's 29 years old. He's a big dude. A lot of a lot of wear and tear on the body. Uh, I, I'm going to say give me give me Eckler, and then I ride the wave for about a month if I own him, and then I trade him, and then I trade him. Um, next question: um, the ETN and Damian Pierce. I mean that's 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 pretty easy. I like Pierce a lot. I do. But at 12, we have the, the, the potential that this Houston Texan team could look at Bijan. You know, they're definitely somebody that's going to take a look at Bijan. doesn't matter how good Pierce did. Pierce is a level, like a multiple levels below Bijan. I love Pierce. He was a moon man. I feel like we predicted Pierce. But he's multiple levels below Bijan. And, and, and so you, you can't, you can't, uh, you can't expect me even me to pass on Bijan if I'm managing things in Houston and Bijan sitting there at 12. So I love Pierce, but there's risk. ETN, in my opinion, is a top 10 running back. This is an easy call. Redraft dynasty doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Um, Ron Navy dropping a super chat. I think that's worthy of, of getting to choose the next one. 
Uh, Ron Navy says, uh, whoops. We'll get that one off screen. Uh, uh, that wasn't Ron Navy. That was Christian. Why did I think that was Ron Navy? <laughs> it looked like Ron Navy to me. Uh, okay. Christian Silva says, ETN versus Pollard and Aaron Jones versus Harris. Okay. So ETN versus Pollard. That's a good one, Christian. That's a good one. Um, I mean, the, the injury is easy to make us be like, oh, he's hurt right now. Let's get ETN. But, like, Pollard could be a top five running back. ETN could be a top five to seven running back. I feel like Pollard's either going to be... I feel like ETN's seven to ten. I feel like Pollard's five to fifteen. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. His range is bigger. His outcomes are... Or wider variety. Like Pollard could absolutely bust on you because Dallas could restructure Zeke Elliott's contract and then and then they just misuse him or something. Whereas I think ETN, I mean he could be misused as well, I suppose, but ETN feels like he was getting in such a rhythm. But I mean I I love both these guys. It, it I should have made a tie button. You know, where the, the, the fingers go over both of them and they light both of them up green. Because I feel like this is, I feel like this is, you know, situation-based, obviously. This is a Bob answer, right? Bob's going to say, it depends on where he goes. I got to be predictive here. So I'm trying to predict. But until we do know, it's it's hard to throw them ahead of ETN. Like, I, I want you to know I'm struggling because they're very close. And I want people to know when I press this button, I'm not choosing it very easily. And, and Pollard going, let's say Pollard gets franchise tag, tagged like I believe will happen. The, the Cowboys are expected to franchise tag him. I don't know if anybody in here is aware of that. I broke that news on a, on a, a separate video. Franchise tag is expected to be deployed on Mr. Tony Pollard. Um, so he's in Dallas most likely next year. They could change their mind. But I believe, I believe that Pollard will have huge success in Dallas and I think Zeke Elliott's falling off I think they do try and restructure his deal but they could also release him there's pros and cons financially to release him then there's dead cap money but if they release him they free up uh, money that they can use so it's it's a pro and a con the, the request will be restructure your contract we don't know if he will um, so I'm going to go ahead and say this one for now bro is ETN but it's very very close margin and I love both of them I want to press both buttons I can't decide, bro. I'm going to say ETN. I'll leave it at ETN, but it's super, super close, bro. And then uh, and then Christian had one more, which is a fantastic one, Aaron Jones and Najee. Uh, this one's like a good one because Aaron Jones still has talent, and we don't know if he's done, and we don't know where he's going to play. He's under contract, but if the, the Green Bay Packers retain Aaron Rodgers, they'll probably hold Aaron, Aaron Jones because that will be one of Rodgers' requirements, right? He wants to reload, not do, dissolve and rebuild. So Aaron Jones being one of the best receivers on the roster, if Rodgers is in Green Bay, Aaron Jones stays. If Rodgers is traded away and Jordan loves a starter, they could look to Aaron Jones to help keep, to help bring... Jordan love along but at the same time if they get rid of Rodgers they're in more of a rebuild mode and so cutting him saves the team around 10 to 13 million so we don't know where he's going if he becomes released and he becomes one of the top 
available RBs. I mean, he could land in in, in Las Vegas with uh, Aaron Rodgers. You know what I mean? Like we don't know we don't know what could happen if he gets if Aaron Rodgers goes to Las Vegas. They let Jacobs go, and the Raiders trade that number seven overall to get Aaron Rodgers, and they have no RB, and they can bring Aaron Jones in on a ten million dollar two year deal, uh, ten million a year, twenty million dollars or eighteen million dollars, twenty two million dollars. You know, $14 million guaranteed, like some kind of weird contract that, that that's affordable that you can move around and, and fudge around. Maybe he's in Las Vegas with, with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Like, anybody ever think of that? It's possible. But because there's some unknowns, because there's potential mileage galore and drop-off, it's going to be Najee Harris. I think he's got a strong shot at bouncing back, but what a disappointing 2023 and I just because I don't feel a lock for either one of these guys, and because he has situational concern as well, it makes it a little easier to lean this way. But to be honest with you, I'm probably avoiding both running backs in 2023. Uh, this one was a fantastic one. This is uh, C.D. Lamb and Garrett Wilson. Uh, look, as much as I love Lamb, I love Lamb Chops. You guys know I love Lamb. Where's my Get Lambed? I love Lamb Chops. You guys all know Lamb. Get Lamb. But he's not on, I mean, he's still a good value because Lamb's going to go on like round two, right? Top of round two. Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson. He's, in my opinion, Garrett Wilson's a top four wide receiver in 2023. And in, in Dynasty, I feel the same way. I love both of them. They're not that far apart. Lamb's in the top, you know, six to 10 wide receivers, you know, potentially. Garrett Wilson's in the four to seven. So they over some overlap. Could C.D. Lamb? Is there a world where C.D. Lamb could finish a little higher than Garrett Wilson? That's why there's overlap. But I love Garrett Wilson, and of course, D Town. It does depend on who's throwing to him. But you know, in the prediction business that we're in, we're gonna roll with it, bro. We're gonna roll with the fact that the New York Football Jets are very likely to get one of the top three quarterback options. This New York Football Jets team right here is in the running for Aaron Rodgers. They're in the running for Lamar Jackson. And they will be in the short-term running for Derek Carr, which could make them make a decision before Aaron Rodgers gets out of his retreat. Aaron Rodgers did go into his retreat, or he's going into his retreat tomorrow or Friday, Which at which point i got to decide whether I want to go live in a, a Aaron Rodgers is in a retreat countdown coverage type of situation, which is what we'll do. Uh, we might do it in chunks. I might go live for the first 12 hours of Aaron Rodgers' retreat. Not in a retreat setting myself, but in a coverage setting with a timer and talking about A-Rod, taking phone calls. 12 straight hours in recognition of his jersey number when he goes into this darkness retreat. A darkness retreat celebration live stream, 12-hour live stream. That's what I'm kind of trying to, to de decide if I want to do. But hopefully Derek Carr doesn't force anyone to make a decision before then he would be smart to because Derek Carr is the only one that could sign right now Derek Carr was released he can sign with the team in the next hour he could sign with the team tomorrow he could sign with the team this month Jimmy G free agent he can't sign with anybody until next month Mike White free agent can't sign with anybody next month none of these guys can move because Derek Carr was released he has a huge lead and advantage on everybody else and if he wants to grab one of these spots before uh, Aaron Rodgers comes into the picture and makes some of the teams back off, 
Carr would be smart to strike now and make the Jets go, well, what if what if Aaron Rodgers comes out of this retreat and doesn't want to go anywhere? What if the Ravens don't want to trade Lamar Jackson? This is our shot. We got to get Derek Carr. Ink him. Do it. Do it. Smash it. That's what could happen. That's what could happen. So, I, I, I firmly believe, back to this board though, I firmly believe that the, uh, the, I don't know, not this board, this board, back to this board, I firmly believe that the Jets are going to, they're the one team on this list that I believe has the best shot at getting at least, they're not going to get more than one, but getting one of these three. The, the worst case scenario for the Jets is they'll land one of these three. I think the, the Raiders are at high risk to maybe miss out, I think, because they can't get Derek Carr, so they only have two options, and these guys aren't for sure gone. they got to be traded. And so Miami Mike, I don't know if Miami Mike's even interested. We'll find out. He'd be dumb not to want to replace Tua as much as we he loves Tua and is tied to Tua. Tua isn't in a good position to finish the season. Um, despite the, the, the wrong and, and, and I think reckless reports, in my opinion, that Tua is, le- is no more likely to suffer a concussion than any other player in the NFL, that's hogwash. That's absolute hogwash. We all know that's not true. I think that's garbage. The Falcons are becoming one of my favorite landing spots for a quarterback. Aaron Rodgers probably won't go there, but I love that. Lamar Jackson sounds like it's a real possibility with Kyle Pitts and Drake London and, and Tyler Algier. This is a fantastic landing spot that immediately, I mean, it kind of has the feel, like Lamar's the feel of Michael Vick, kind of the running quarterback, more running than passing, some would say, but still has a, a cannon and ability to throw the football. It feels very Mike, Mike Vick-like. It's, it's a great fit. And, and so that could be that could be interesting, but but Aaron Rodgers not likely to move. Lamar definitely could be a Falcon. Uh, Derek Carr, it's possible he could have conversations, but I think Lamar to the Falcons would be phenomenal. But again, the Jets are the most likely team on this board to have a real strong shot at all three of these guys. And for that reason, for that reason, even if it's Derek Carr, for that reason, I'm going to say it's an easy call for me to ultimately punch this button and say, give me Garrett Wilson, top four wide receiver, not too worried about his quarterback situation. And as long as it's not Jimmy G, which it could be, and that would make me very upset. I don't know what I would do at that point. We'll have to address it if that time comes. But even if a Mike White gets re-signed as a starting quarterback, I still love it. I still absolutely love it. So it, don't, it doesn't matter to me, D-Town, who's throwing to him. He's going to be an absolute monster because I'm predicting big things for him. One more. One more, ladies and gentlemen. One more. One more. Amon Ross, St. Brown, and Higgins. That's a good one, but you guys know my answer there. It's Amon Ra. Um, good one. Saquon or JT? That's an easy one, bro. Logan, I, I love I love uh I love JT, but it's it's Saquon. It's Saquon. Someone give me one more. One really good one. One really, really good one. Let's go. Jimmy loves Jim Smitty loves Jimmy G. Um, sure, buddy. Charbonnet or Pierce. Um, I mean, that's a pretty good one. Charbonnet or Pierce. That's in redraft. That's in dynasty. Period. Period. Doesn't even matter. Doesn't even matter. I love, I love, I love, uh, I love Charbonnet. Charbonnet, there's a little risk involved. You don't know where he's going. He's never played football yet, but this guy to me is top 10, top 10 running back. He is a Mars man for a reason. He's on a shuttle to Mars. Mars man. He's a, he's a Mars man for a reason. Okay. Look at this list. 
This list is winning leagues. Dropping and spinning aimlessly in space. This list is winning leagues. Absolute monsters on this Marsman list. This Marsman list is the best list I, I feel like I've ever assembled. It feels so strong. Uh, Ron, Ron, what do you think of this Marsman list? It just looks good. It's awesome, but Wilson over Lamb? Are you crazy? No, I'm just kidding with you. Oh, I'm just kidding with you. <laughs> I, I I did I did I did see somebody. Uh, I think it was Sandu. I think Sandu Sandu. No no offense. I don't mean to call you out, but you said something that something along the lines of uh, what was it? Who did you say Sandu? Sandu. Here I'll find it. I'll search for it. Like th- this this I don't get Sandu. Like the word crazy gets tossed around way too much. I know you were joking, Ron. But this it, it, it gets tossed around way too much. Where where's Sandu's comment? Sandu said, uh, "Where is it? God, Sandu, you've typed a lot. I appreciate how active you are in my community here, big guy. Uh, where's his Where's his question? Um, where is it, Sandu? Garrett Wilson. Uh, I, dude, you have so many comments I can't even find it. Sandu, tell me who it is that you had a problem with me saying Garrett Wilson over. I think it was I think it was like Higgins or something. I forget what it was, but it's very arguable. Like I I get that people like the thing about fantasy is like we all know it's predictive and and you don't see a lot of things coming, you know. So like it's weird it's weird for me in my opinion to take a wide to say a wide receiver like Garrett Wilson can't be better than Lamb or can't be better than Higgins or can't be better than St. Brown or St. Brown can't be better than, you know, it'd be a top five guy. Like all those things are possible. The crazy's thrown around so weirdly. Um, Ron, give, give me a, give me a, a debate here, a player debate. That's about to hurts okay. and Allen. Okay. Hurts and Allen hurts and Allen. Maybe it wasn't Sandu. Yeah, because we I, haven't we haven't really covered quarterbacks. Oh, I got the wrong guy. He says, "Hold on, sorry, Sandu." Wilson, let me look for. I want to find this comment somewhere. Somebody said it. Oh well, I can't find it. Anyway, sorry, Sandu. Um, okay, Hertz or Allen. So, from a redraft perspective, this is tough. I, I this this is another one where there's just, there's no crazy here. Like, Allen could be the number one quarterback, or he could be the number four. Hertz could be the number one, or he could be the number four. I think, I think I'm think i going to go with Hertz right now because they both run. They're both amazing running quarterbacks. I think the Eagles' offense is, is just so fine-tuned right now. They're returning so many people. The offensive line is the best offensive line in football. Unless we hear of, like, a drastic retiring stint uh, of of that line or defensive players or anybody because they have some older players that have contemplated retirement. Like people were talking about, if you win it, will you retire? And there's multiple players that on that offensive line that could potentially potentially step away. Um, so unless something crazy happened, this team has two first round picks, one of which is a top ten pick. I mean, it's just like this team's only going to get better. I'm gonna say, give me Hurts. He's hungry. I love Allen. That's no knock on Allen. They're both top four. I'll, I'll draft both of them like crazy. But give, give me Hurts and redraft. In Dynasty, I think I still go with Josh Allen because I think eventually Josh Allen starts to get on a whole nother level. I do believe Josh Allen is capable of being as good as Mahomes is um, in terms of skill and like 
uh, domination and all that. I really do. I think I think maybe it's it not like there right now, yeah. and it doesn't look obvious right now. But if you go back like a year or two, it felt like that's where the, the way Buffalo was going to go. Um, and Buffalo has kind of been, uh, you know, they had some ups and downs this year. But I think in Dynasty, I, I love both of them, but I slightly lean Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen will improve, get better. Um, and and start doing things that uh, Mahomes is doing, but we'll see. I mean, Mahomes, from a winning perspective, a Super Bowl perspective, a Tom Brady kind of measurement type of perspective, it's Mahomes. Mahomes is the number one quarterback in the NFL in that context, but from fantasy, it's a rotation. It's a rotation. Joe Burrow could be one, he could be four. Hertz could be one, he could be four. Allen could be one or four. Um, could Herbert even climb back into the top four? I'm not banking on it until I see it because he totally disappointed me and crapped the bed last year. And a lot of us were wrong, but I did have Herbert in my top four, no doubt about it. And he crapped the bed big time. I think Fields, I think, uh, you know, could could have a cup of coffee in the top five for sure. So, um, man, I, I'm I'm so excited about this these top four quarterbacks though. Uh, who I'm mean, I'm assuming you think hurts for redraft. Uh, I'm pretty confident you think Hurts for redraft, but do you think Hurts in Dynasty as well, or are you kind of torn on that one? Well, I mean, Hurts, I mean, isn't Hurts younger? Uh, yeah, but they're, they're so, because they're quarterbacks, they could they could both literally go the same amount of time. Well, yeah, I understand that, but Hurts is like, he, he made, I think Hurts myself, made more strides between one year than Allen did. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know if I agree. I don't know if I agree with that. Cause I think they're very similar. There's a very similar tale. Allen, last two years, Allen was favored to go to the Super Bowl. Well, he didn't do it. Well, no, I mean his rookie year. I, I thought you meant his rookie year. Hurt, what, what, Hurt did. what Josh Hurt, Allen, what Josh Allen did, what Josh Allen did in the same period of time though like during his first part of his career was actually more impressive yeah. than what Hurts did because Josh Allen was coined as a run-only quarterback. We all knew Hurts could throw, but we, people said he was inconsistent. Obviously, I loved him. We loved him here on the channel. But Josh Allen came his first year, and I call him a top-five quarterback in fantasy football his rookie year. I love Josh Allen. Um, Josh Allen came out of his rookie year coined as a guy that can't even throw the ball at all. And then Dable worked with him. Um, he improved his accuracy uh, in his second year. He's better, but he took such a big leap. I would say that that if you're talking about last year, sure. But Josh Allen's already risen to like you know a plateauish area, and he's going to get better and do different things. But Hertz was on the same trajectory, and Hertz was like Hertz was in the. They're the same player essentially. They're they're like the exact same players because they're both doubted, they're both coin inaccurate, they're both getting slow starts, they're both being questioned by their teams. The fan bases in the NFL and fantasy football worlds completely doubted them from a big perspective, and they both rose up about the same amount of time. They're just like you said, Josh Allen's a little older, and so he went through his climb, but it's like the same climb, bro. They're like the same person. It's crazy. They both run, they both throw, they both have electric offenses. It's kind of, it's kind of a unique comparison. Um, but I know what you're saying hurts yeah, this last year. This last year developed, but Hertz Hertz took his team to the Super Bowl where Allen hasn't achieved that yet, and so that's where I separate them. Yeah, you know, because I mean, look at it, right? Mahomes is that special talent, right? He did. I mean, when when everything was down, no matter what happens, he makes the plays that he has to make 
to 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 move ahead, right? Allen hasn't done that yet. Allen ha- was was suspect against uh, in several games this year. He, he and now, granted, he hurt his elbow and stuff like that. But I mean, you know, hurts hurt his hurt his uh, shoulder. So um, hurts took his team to the Super Bowl. Allen hasn't done it yet. So I got to give the edge to Allen. I mean, the hurts. Yeah, Allen. I get it. I get it. It's very very arguable though, but but totally understand it. That is, uh, you're right. They're they're so similar. One. One could be one, one could be two, yeah. and they could swap and all that. I agree with you there. Um, this one was a this one was a silly question. Um, em- Emmett Smith or Barry Sanders? From a fantasy perspective, Emmett was amazing. Like you could you could make arguments, but if you're asking which was the better running back, there's no running back that will ever be better than Barry Sanders. It, if anybody didn't watch Barry play, then they might not know. I could understand them being like, oh, you know what? But if you if you go watch Barry Sanders film, and and his video is gonna have like the square. It's kind of like the black bars on the side because I don't think it's – there's no widescreen back then. It's like – so the footage is blurry too. That kind of sucks. But Sanders, if you watch Barry Sanders, no one ever, ever will be able to cut and stop on a dime and restart and change directions like Barry Sanders. It's like a – he's like an alien. It's, there's just – there's nobody that has ever, ever even come close to running like him. If anybody compares anybody to Barry Sanders – they don't know what they're talking about. There's never going to be anybody that's like Barry Sanders. It was so like every cut he made looked like he would tear his ACL in today's world. It was just crazy. It was crazy. Um, but from a, I would fan- never say never, but the probability is not that high because I mean you're right. There's there hasn't been anybody like Barry Sanders up to his level, you know, ever. So yeah, I'm not going to say there's never going to be. Yeah, but, maybe never, never, but. Uh, but like I, I haven't ever seen somebody in the amount of years that we've been waiting for a player to maybe be as good as Barry. We've never seen anybody come in with the the twitch that he had and the ability to cut like he had. It was like a cat, you know. Have you ever seen a snake, um, and a cat in slow motion? And like if you see a rattlesnake or a snake and a cat, you're like, oh my god, that cat's gonna get, you know, pulverized. A cat's going to beat a snake most of the time because their instincts are just extremely fast. They slow it down, and the snake goes, and the cat just, boom, like bats the the snake's head down. Um, Cats are really good. They're so fast. Barry reminds me of, like, a cat. His ability to, like, cut was just unbelievably crazy. There's no one that can cut like him. Nobody that I've ever seen even come close to cutting. And just watch Barry Sanders' film. It looks like it's in fast motion or something. But he'll be running like 15, 20 miles per hour, plant his leg and go the other direction. And it's like, oh my God, it's like he's on a trampoline. It's just, it was unreal. Um, Emmett was just like in a system. There hasn't been a player... Jordan that can play like Jordan. Yeah, Nobody Jordan can play like Jordan. Yeah, Jordan too. That I get so I get so ramped up on the Jordan LeBron debate. I look, I know LeBron's got records and LeBron's doing this and doing that. I know LeBron could play all these positions. Jordan could too. Um, but it was a different era, and you've had Allen Iverson. You've had players that that I think hold more water uh, and more have more weight in this conversation than some of the current players that talk about this or anybody that you know from an analyst perspective. But you have people like Allen Iverson, people coming out saying Michael Jordan would have averaged 50 points, 50 or 55 points a game in today's NBA. 
So, like, let's not talk about comparing and saying, oh, well, they're different generations. Yeah, different generations mean that Jordan would have been better. So people that think LeBron's better than Jordan, it's a fun debate. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. But I've seen both of them play in their prime. And and, and watching... That had Jordan's work ethic would have been Kobe Bryant. Yeah, work ethic, Kobe. And Kobe, I think Kobe and LeBron are comparable. Like I get that you can't yeah. compare the the accolades at, at a certain level once LeBron just keeps going with it. I I get it. I know he passed Jabbar. He played less games, a lot less games, and still passed Jabbar. Like you want to talk about scoring and stats and things like that. Yeah, you're gonna have a conversation where LeBron's gonna be the, the greatest of all time in certain categories. But if you're saying who's the best player of all time, Jordan is the best player of all time by far. And if you put Jordan in today's NBA, he would score 50, 55 points a game. Um, oh, yeah, because the fouls are different. I mean, it was a lot rougher in Jordan's day. Player, you got away with a lot. I mean, you drove to the you drove, you drove, drove the lane, and you just got mauled and no call. You yeah. know, it wasn't these pansy calls that they call today. Um, you know, and you can say the same about football, right? Football over the years has changed. I mean, it used to be rough and tough, and, you know, you, you literally get your teeth knocked out and everything else, and now it's like – which reduced uh, Pro Bowl being flag football. This is a tough one. Ron, what do you think on this? You're getting into Dynasty for the first time. You played your first Dynasty League last year, right? Uh, so from a Dynasty perspective, Amon Ross St. Brown or uh, JSN, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Jackson Smith is a fantastic wide receiver prospect. I like him a lot. I don't necessarily agree he's head and shoulders the number one wide receiver in fact my wide receiver rankings may or may not surprise some people coming down the stream in a little bit you've been asking for him ron i'm gonna drop my rookie wide receiver rankings um this is what i about him i'm gonna pick amon simply because i think amon can play inside out where i think jsn's more of a slot receiver and he's going to be stuck being like a more of a slot type receiver yeah I think because we don't know landing spot we don't know um if he's for sure going to translate I like JSN a lot I know a lot of people love him I know a lot of people want him on the movement list he could make it he may not I have a I have another rookie wide receiver I love a lot I'm going to be talking about very very soon um not saying JSN can't change my mind with the right landing spot and belief in, by, by the coaching staff. And the opportunity opens the door to his development very, very quickly. But I'd say because we know what we're dealing with with Amon Ra, even with Jamison Williams likely to, to take on a bigger role, it's a pretty easy call for me to go Amon Ra. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, one I mean, more. Oh, go ahead. Being uh, Carter, uh, Chris Carter type of player, you know, that slot over the middle type of player. Uh, this, 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 let's do two of these boom or bust boom or bust. What player? Give me a player, Ron, in the chat, drop a couple players, boom or bust this year. Make, make them like, uh, uh you know, warranted, you know, warranted like, boomer bust. Yeah. Warranted one. Like JT yeah. is a good boomer bust, you know, like example, a guy that has actual, Actually busted, you know. Najee would be good, but give me give me a new name. Give me a different name than that. Well, you already talked about JT yesterday, so we can't really rehash that. Um, 
Well, you can if you want. I mean, he is a good candidate. Chat, uh, chat throw a name out. Uh, Gabe Davis. Uh, I mean, he's he's kind of just, he's not going to boom or bust. I'd say Gabe Davis is, is an okay name, but I don't know if that's the one I want to use. Uh, somebody give me a more controversial name. Keenan Allen. That's a good one because uh, I'm going to say Keenan Allen is a... Will he be bust or bust? Yeah, I, I I have myself talking over myself there. Hold on. <laughs> you could even go with Williams, too, his counterpart. Smitty says bust. This is why I worry about Herbert. This is why I do. I will not put Herbert back in my even my top seven until I see it because Herbert, he didn't. Uh, he he doesn't have a good doesn't have a good wide receiver situation. So I'm going to go ahead and say I'm going to say Boston stand totally away. And plus, Keenan Allen's probably going to get released is what we're hearing. I don't know if that will fully play out. So he could go somewhere great and revive his career for a year, but he's very injury prone. So I'm going to go ahead and say I'm I'm staying clear. I'm staying clear. Camara uh, Camara yeah. is, is a good one. Um, and I think you guys have seen me draft him in the best ball drafts when he's fallen to the seventh round. The seventh round is very, it's like almost a handcuff territory. Like we've drafted handcuff running backs in the seventh and eighth round before, like a Madison. Um, so if Camara falls to the top of seven, I don't, I think you could, I, I, don't, I don't know that it'll be boom, but it'll be very good value. Uh, but if you had to take him anywhere inside the top five, Smitty says bust. I'd say bust. I'd say there's no way I'm going near Kamara in top five value. Uh, but I absolutely w- would take him in the seventh round where it's like, uh, again, uh, uh, backup running back territory almost. A.J. Brown. What? Um, about- what? Oh, I was going to say, what about Deshaun uh, Watson? That's a good one. Well, he's on the your your Uranus list, so that uh, yeah, he's he's definitely a bust candidate. Um, AJ Brown, uh, there's no way I'm going to put bust. I do worry about his knees a little bit. Um, so could he have like some injuries in the next couple years? Uh, it wouldn't shock me. He has multiple knee injuries and surgeries, and once they start cutting at meniscus, they it continues to have issues. There's like the off balance type of uh, analogy I give you with the the brake pads on a car. If one brake pad's lower and worn down and you don't fix all of them or, or get new ones, you could have this wear and tear on the car by by the angle of everything. And so, like, the knee's similar with the meniscus. Um, and so I, I worry about A.J. Brown, but I, there's no way I'm going to put bust. He's, he looked phenomenal, finished strong. He's happy. He's getting fed the ball. Um, his cost of entry could get to the point where I just don't own him, but I still love him. Like, if he starts going at, like, 9 overall or something. But if he's a second-round player... On occasion, then, you know. Smitty says fire. I say fire. I say fire. Um, let's see here. Cam Akers? Cam. <sighs> Smitty says bust. I'm going to say bust because I don't want to say fire. He's not fire to me. I think Cam looked really good at the end of the year, but he's still big injury risk for me. So until he proves it, I could change my mind. I'm open-minded to it, but I'm certainly not going to be drafting him high. I think he's he's too big of an injury risk. He was a big he was the biggest running back injury risk in my mind walking into the season where he tore his Achilles. I'm not saying I predicted his Achilles to be torn, but he came in and I and he was injured his whole rookie year. 
and he came into his second year as pegged as my number one or number two most injury-prone running back walking into that season. And Derrick Henry was number two. Derrick Henry and Cam both got injured. Now, granted, I missed on Henry the next year, this most recent year, but Henry and Cam were my two biggest injury predictions at the running back position, and both of them were were suffered season-ending injuries that, that season. I'm not going near Cam until Cam proves himself. Um... Let's see here. Yeah, I have a bunch in here to choose from. Dak, Mike Evans, uh, Pierce, Lockett, Rashad White. Those are all names people are throwing out. Yeah. Um, let's go. This one is tough for me. Dylan, AJ Dylan, Because part of me wants to say like, he looks so good. He's going to get the opportunity, but there's still a lot of moving parts involved. You know, like I think if you go investing in Dylan, expecting him to start and to stay healthy and to, for it to be a good offense and for Aaron Rodgers to stay and like all these different moving parts. Like this feels like one of those things where if we like say, let's say we put him on the moon men list, we're pumping him up. This feels like one of those things where we come in here one day and we get horrible news and we're like, oh my God, you know, they're keeping Aaron Jones and. And now they're, you know, like I could just see it being, it just feels like there's too many worries until they get alleviated, until I'm feeling comfortable about all these red flags. I'm going to say, because I can't take one side, of the, I have to take one bust. side or the other. I'm going to take the bus side, even though I like them a lot. Um, let's see here. One more, and then I, I got to jump. Um, Marty says, Chase or, or JJ, this is a different game. This is a one-name game. Uh, Alave. Alave had a pretty good year, but, like, he didn't have an, an amazing year, right? He had kind of an up-and-down year. What did he finish? What did Alave finish? You know I'm going to say. He's on the movement list. You know I'm going to be excited about this one. But but what, yeah, did, he, what, what did he what did he actually finish as, though? Wide receivers, leaders, 2023... Uh, I just want to know before I before I hit this button what 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 I'm actually saying. You know, is it is it a bounce back or is it a return of the usual? Because <laughs> honestly, I, I don't even know what he ranked as a wide receiver number. So Alave was wide receiver number twenty six. Gotta be in the top, huh? Uh, uh, twenty six. He was wide that receiver twenty six. That is crazy. So, he, I mean, you could essentially say disappointment year, right? Because Adam Thielen was non-existent, and he was, like, one spot below him. Alave is going to... So, would you consider this a bounce-back year? <laughs> would this be a... Depends a, who the quarterback because Alave would have had a better year with a with Right, a right, right. So. But is this... This is revenge tour. This is... I got a revenge tour button I've been waiting to press. This, to me, feels like a revenge tour. Because Alave was wide receiver number 26, and I think he could be a top 12 wide receiver. It is revenge tour time. The script oh, wrong again. one. I've been waiting to hit that button for a long time. <laughs> I forgot about it. Revenge Tour. Uh, Revenge Tour. Alave. 
absolute monster in 2023. I mean, t- wide receiver 26, you could say revenge tour is in order. I think. 26, I, he's going to explode from 26. He's a moon man. We love him, obviously. All right, Ron, I appreciate you. I'll see you. Uh, pro- I don't know if I'll be live tonight. Probably for maybe a dynasty video at the most, but I don't think I'm going to go live on the main channel. You never know. R- news could break. We'll see. But appreciate you, Ron. Yeah. All right, later, Probably pal. Go draft. We'll talk to you later. All right, later, man. He's going to go draft. Where are you going to go draft? Underdog right. Fantasy. Promo code Smitty, right? Yes, um, sir. Ron's going to go draft right now. Go draft with Ron. He'll be waiting for you inside the Underdog Fantasy. Link is... Um, I don't think I have that link pinned anymore. All right, Ron, later. Let me let me drop the the link to the Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty. I got the YouTube uh, YouTube Dynasty channel pinned currently. Make sure you're subscribed to that. Uh, let me see if I can pin both of these. I can't. Let's see here. There's the Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty. Go draft the Ron right now. That link right there that I just dropped. Ron's going to be in there drafting. Uh, you'll see his name. It's uh, TD Strikers. And then uh, you can also go and, and subscribe to the Dynasty channel. That link is pinned in the live chat. It's also uh, down in the description of the video. But I will be on the Dynasty channel later tonight, I think, dropping a little Dynasty gem. Uh, thank you for all, all of you joining me. If you missed it, I added to the Mars Men list. We have all seven players on the Mars Men pretty much locked in, assuming injury or some monster arises and we got to bump somebody off. But I think I'm going to keep it at seven players on the Mars Men list. He's on a shuttle to Mars. Mars Men. Bijan, Gibbs, Charbonnet, Burrow Chase. Loads dropping and spinning aimlessly in space. Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall. These are your Mars Men. These are league winners. These are the most capable league winning players in fantasy football 2023. I've assembled my Mars Men list. It feels locked and loaded. I absolutely love it. Let's go. Appreciate you all. I'll be live. Uh, I'm live Monday through Friday, every single Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern. I'm live whenever news breaks. So if news breaks tonight, I go live. I go live. You know, if you're sitting there in NFL news breaks, even if I'm a little late, like 10 minutes late, 5 minutes late, 2 minutes late, hour late, whatever, I'm usually right on the ball. But if news breaks, I want you to think of me. Smitty's breaking this down right now. I have somewhere to go to talk about this breaking news because if it's NFL news and it's breaking, your boy Smitty's on it. I'm also live every other night pretty much at midnight Eastern. Um, That probably won't be tonight for the main channel. You never know. But I may go on the Dynasty channel. I'm not positive. So make sure that link is pinned in the live chat. Go to the Dynasty channel. Subscribe right now. I'll see you later. And please like the video on the way out the door. You guys are absolutely uh, the the only reason I'm here. I appreciate you. Without you, I wouldn't have a channel. cadets in training. London cracked the satellite list. This is our first satellite player ready for the moon, man. He's like an alternate. It's like our bullpen. The most likely, not for sure. Anybody could jump straight onto the satellite men list and straight into the moon men list, but but this is the most likely guy to get advanced into the moon man uh, facility. 
the moon men dropping loads in outer space those are our moon men he's on a shuttle to mars these are our mars men and until next time get breezed get breezed get breezed get breezed